Hello and welcome to After the Bell Rings, a podcast about controversial issues that affect us as high schoolers. We're your hosts, Yadashan, Shreetan, and Felicia Fancybottom. No, I'm joking. My name is Rishi. <laughs> okay, that was kind of that was kind of cringy, bro. Bro, that's yeah, what I'm saying. Yeah, but you decided that. Anyways, let's continue. All right. Here we'll be uploading episodes every two weeks, and each episode will be about a different topic that is significant to us. Our hope is to create a rich community revolving around the changing nature of high schools and the problems that students have to deal with. Apart from the first episode, we will begin each episode with viewer questions. If if we receive any, we'll do our best to give you your, our opinion regarding the topic. All right. Without further ado, let's jump right into today's episode. All right. If you guys don't mind, I'd like to first talk about College Board. And this is from my own experience, really. Um, I recently took the SAT, uh, which is, if you don't know, a College Board, like, college entrance exam really um and it's supposed to be like this fair standardized exam that the college board administers like pretty much every spring fall um and i took it two times like within the two previous months uh the first test that i took ended hold up on, being hold really on, hard hold on, hold on, hold on. i'm sorry to interrupt you uh but we uh never introduced our topic for this week so um <laughs> before, before Bro, we continue um, that uh just to put a pause on that um so what we're going to be discussing this time is the education system and the issues that we have with it uh the reason we're discussing this is because most of the time we see things education system related it's from the point of view of people who are past the education system uh and that doesn't really make sense to us. After all, if you wanted information on the education system, it only makes sense that you ask people who are currently in the education system. Uh, so that's why we feel we are qualified to speak on this topic, at least from our point of view as uh, juniors in high school. Um, uh, and yeah, uh, sorry for interrupting. You can continue now. <laughs> all right. Anyway, uh... I was talking about basically how the first test, SAT test that I took ended up being extremely hard. Um, and I didn't do as well as I thought I would on it. But the second test that I ended up uh, paying for as well uh, ended up being extremely easy, at least in the math-wise. Um, and it was a clear difference uh, whether or not Cosford admits it or not. Um, and so I think that I feel, I feel like it's not really a fair uh, representation of the test taker's abilities considering that there's so much variation between each test, right? I mean, the first test had, um, I'd say, a lot more Algebra 2 problems, whereas the first, uh, whereas the second test would have some very basic Algebra 1 problem. I remember a specific problem involving just finding a slope of a, uh, a line, which uh, for, for a high schooler should be pretty easy. So I think that's just it's pretty unfair in my opinion. Uh, I guess what you're trying to say here is that, like, I mean... The way I see it, the the taking the test multiple times only really benefits the uh, college board, right? Because yep. mm -hmm. uh, whether it's an SAT or an AP exam, uh, taking the test costs money. And, uh, well, it's kind of expensive, to put it lightly. Um, and having to take it multiple times might not even be... Uh, well, feasible for some people, right? Not everyone is in the uh, same boat when it comes to uh, financial situation. Um, and not to mention that stuff like AP exams and SR, uh, SAT or, and ACT, are, they're, they're basically um, 
required, right? Like mm -hmm. you don't yeah. really have op if you're trying to go to college, you don't really have an option to take it or not. I mean, right now they're saying it's optional because of um COVID and things. Um, but uh you know, Fears for the most yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, for the most part, you're um it's not really an option. You've gotta put the money down and you know, not everyone has those kind of opportunities. Uh, everyone's got a different situation going on and like forcing people to, well, it's not forcing, but basically it's incentivized. incentivized. It's yeah. heavily incentivized to take it well, multiple times. And for something that's basically required, I don't know if mm, that's the direction that, you know, the testing system should be moving towards. Yeah, thank you for bringing that up because there's also like another interesting angle on that considering uh, AP exams, like you said. Um, uh, correct me if I'm wrong on this, but I believe uh, to register for an AP exam to pay $100 for each exam that you're going to take. Yeah, that's correct. Okay, yeah. So the thing is, there's so much variation with each, like the instruction of each student, right, in an AP class. Um, and this is very particularly true for our school. Um, we go to a couple of high school, by the way, but, uh, basically there are some teachers who might teach an AP subject very well. And there are some teachers that don't really care about the, uh, content absorption of a student. Um, and I just feel like that really creates some schisms in like the AP scores that the students end up getting. Um, I feel like they're not getting enough bang for their buck, right? Because some students might just end up having a really bad teacher and they have to compensate with that. And sometimes they're not able to. And so I feel like that's just... Uh, it's the test doesn't really account for that, to be honest. This is really what I'm trying to say. Well, well, that's there, but I think that, in, in a way, College Board is not really, at least in my personal opinion. I'm not trying to demean College Board or anything, but what I interpret it is as, um, I almost feel like they're just trying to invest in the money you pay. Cause, sure, you're allowed to refuse payment for college board exams like AP exams or maybe even the SAT but they raise the prices so high uh, and if you don't take it there is in my opinion there's a likely chance that you won't end up as good as you would like to be in the future so in that way college board is basically forcing you well kind of forcing you to pay for the money and, and just I don't know why I don't think I don't see a real reason to make the prices so high. Not really everyone is that financially um, stable, especially in the U.S. Um, so I think that they're just doing that. Oh, they're kind of a little bit of selfishness is what I see on that side of them. But that's just my opinion. I mean, if we're talking about the the way it's like the way money is involved in the education system, then I mean. We're pointing our fingers at College Board right now, but let's be fair, it's not just College Board, right? Like, um, yeah, yeah, everyone knows about the struggles that people go through with uh, student loans um, once they're done with college. Uh, I know that uh, Shritan and Rishi are planning to go into medical school, and that's, mm -hmm, yeah. uh, that's yeah. definitely not cheap at all. Um, <laughs> so, you know, like it, it, you're anyways, like you're anyways going to make people are like, you know, they save up their entire lives just to, uh, you know, attend 
a good school, like their parents save up for them and they do the best of their ability to, I say they, but I really mean we, like we're doing the best of our ability to uh, get into, um, you know, the the school that we want. And I mean, having a price tag on that, like, can you like Mm -hmm. think, think about how many um, Einsteins that we missed out on because they couldn't afford to move to the uh, school that they wanted to go to. Think about how yeah. many people were so bright, they did excelled in school, and then they saw a price tag on on their school and they realized they couldn't accept that. Uh, maybe it'd be too much of a burden on them or their families to you know accept that offer. I mean, yeah. there are opportunities to lessen that, I will admit, such as scholarships that, that play Scholarships play a huge role in the majority of um, students that are going to attend college. Um, And that does help ease the um, financial strain um, Mm -hmm. that's placed on uh, incoming um, university students and things like that. Um, But uh, most of the time, it's like not enough to completely um secure an education for someone because of you know the uh extremely high prices that comes with it well i i think it's that but um you know we're only saying this from what we've observed right we don't know really anything um, for why College Board is doing this, you know, we're only, only assuming that they're putting high price tags because, you know, that they want to, that they selflessly want to. And I'm not arguing against you, but I will say that there could be another side to this because maybe there's a specific reason that they're doing it. Yeah, so, I agree. I agree. I mean, everyone needs to get paid somehow, right? Like nobody's doing this out of charity. Just so, that... Yeah. Uh, so I think I think it's interesting that you bring this up, Rishi. Um, and uh, while I do agree that the cost for it is at some point uh, doing this for a profitable, uh, you know, reason. Um, I, like Garrison said, I'd like to bring up well the the underlying reasons for the way that this whole education system is set up with college entrance exams and uh, saving up for college and things like that, and and how there's such an uneven playing field right between the poor and mm-hmm. rich. Um, at least from a very early part, uh, like beginning uh, in the education. System, oftentimes the poor children in communities with not the greatest funding for their schools. Um, And so because of that, they often tend to do worse in school, right? Because they don't really have a lot, like any opportunities like uh, richer children who often might go to private schools, for example. Um, and, and I feel like this intensifies, right? It's, it's kind of like a cycle um, and it, it further sets up the rich for success and it, it leaves behind all the poor Einsteins, like Yarshan said, uh, that we'll never get to see. Um, and I think that College Board in, in some ways, it's, it's definitely profiting off of that. Um, but it's also losing profit because of the way that the costs of these uh, college entrance exams are set up. Um, and, and I feel like it's just, there's not like, I'm trying to figure out how to say this, but I, I feel like there's just not enough uh, compensation uh, from college board side, from just 
the or at least or the government side or the education system in general. Yeah. Uh, there's just not enough of an even field, really. So the so really the main argument here is that it's a little bit of both. So maybe it's like, you know, College Board. Um, we're not getting enough compromise from them. You know, they're not really like budging that much to people who really need education. But then there's also a side that, you know, um, that they need profit. They need money. They ha- It's a big, it's a large corporation. You know, they have to um, proctor SAT exams. They have to um, maintain their website, their publicity, all that stuff. So I think the main overall point that we're getting to this argument is that College Board has both its faults and its um, and optimistic things about it. I think. Yeah, I agree. I agree. There's a. It definitely has to work and operate for its own business as well. But uh, and while it does provide a service, I feel like there's also some negatives that it needs to take into consideration. Yeah. 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 I actually want to touch on something that uh, Shreetan said earlier about the um, even playing field. Um, yeah, I, I agree that, you know, in an ideal world, everyone would have a, an equal chance of, you know, having education. And I do believe that education should be accessible um, for all people. Um, but then at the same time, you have to keep in mind that, all right, let's say for public schools, okay, let's, for argument's sake, let's say every public mm-hmm. school became the exact same. They gave you uh, all the same education, accessible to everyone. Your neighborhood doesn't matter. Your income doesn't matter. Uh, yeah, no, everyone. Everyone basically. Let's uh, say that there was a like, and like an Amazon size like scale thing, but for mm-hmm. public schools. Right. Um, yeah. And everyone attended those, right? That we still run into the problem of, well, first of all, everyone needs money, you know, mm-hmm. like yeah. no one's doing things out of charity. Everyone needs to go home and, you know, feed their families and stuff mm-hmm. or buy themselves a new PS5, you know, the, the struggles <laughs> yeah. that people go through. Um, uh, anyways, where was I? Oh, yeah. Um, so everyone needs the money, right? And even if public schooling became you know, completely even, you right. still run into the brick wall that is university tuition. Everyone has the same opportunity. They can all receive the same education. But at the end of the day, there's still a prize tag on where you want to go. Um, that is, you know, true. whether yeah. that's with whether that's with like, you know, the college board or the uh, university you want to attend or the neighborhood you live in, like really at, at the end of the day, I don't see and even playing field being, you know, feasible, especially right. in, especially in uh, America, you know, like uh, we're about as capitalist as it gets. Right. Yeah, right. Like yeah. we, in terms of rights and all that, we're uh, equal, but in terms of uh, opportunity and things that are well linked to financial situations, uh, I doubt we'll see any equality there without any kind of extremely, extremely radical change on like a national level. Right. Uh, and I, I totally agree with you on this, like 100%. I, I feel like while we can talk about it in, in theory uh, and even playing field in education, um, it's just, it's not feasible, right? Like you said, uh, without extreme government intervention, there's really no way for us to achieve that. 
um, it's just a magnification of the already uh, large divide between the poor and rich. Um, and like you said, despite, let's say that we had an, e an even education system, at the end of the day, you had to, you still have to potentially go to college, right? And there itself is a huge price tag there. Uh, at the end of the day, profit is profit, business is business. Um, and the economy is, yeah. needs to work as the economy, right? And so I, I feel like this is a, it's, it's great to talk about in theory, let's say it that way. Um, but at the mm -hmm. end of the day, perhaps if history had played out a different way, maybe this wouldn't be as big of an issue. Um, and I, I think it's interesting that we can talk about this because we've experienced it ourselves. Yeah. So you're saying it's basically one of those issues that don't really are not really amendable that easily. Yeah. Don't really mm -hmm. budge that easily. Without great difficulty. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, and and I, th I feel like this, that's a huge problem with college, uh, or at least one of the problems. Um, but I'd like to touch on and move on to a specific problem with college, um, if you guys don't mind. It's just uh, basically the lack of transparency, right, for getting into college. Um, I just mm -hmm. want you to think about, let's just, just think about the average high school student, right? Let's say they're a senior. Um, let's, just, let's just say he goes by the name Jeff, okay? So Jeff is applying for college, right? Mm -hmm. um, he's heard from his classmates that he needs to take the college entrance exam, which he's done in, in his junior year. Um, he's taken a couple AP classes over the course of high school. Um, and he's just applying for college. He's writing his college admission essays, right? Yeah. But he's seeing all this information across numerous websites. Uh, I'm not going to name anything specific here. Um, he's seeing websites saying that um, writing longer essays are better for college. Uh, perhaps a lower SAT score is better in a certain college, whereas a different uh, website will say that a higher SAT score is better, right? Mm -hmm. um, and I feel like that just, that that really shows the lack of transparency for college requirements because there's so many different colleges out there and each college is different, but they don't really talk about, at least in public, the what they're looking for in their students, right? And their potential students. And I feel like, it just forces a lot of students to just try to achieve certain criteria to even just gain a small, minute possibility of admission. Um, and and I, yeah. feel like, I feel like we see that even more today with how college is getting more and more expensive and students are incentivized to get scholarships and to perform so much academically better that, you know, they're, they're like forced by their, almost like forced by the system itself to perform better mm -hmm. rather than to enjoy some of the good things about life, right? Yeah. Um, and so I feel like that's just a really big problem that students are having today where they can't live as a student. They have to, you know, be out in the world achieving this, that, that. And I feel like that's just, it's not a good way to live life. And I, I feel like that's not, that's a really huge negative of the college admission process. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I actually yeah. disagree. Oh. Um, Go on. I'm thinking of how to word this. Okay. Um, let me think okay let's i mean i uh, i don't want to say i disagree as in i totally disagree with your thing mm -hmm. but uh i see a valid argument for the other side that i'd like to bring up and right. that is if you if a college did give you exactly what it was looking for minimum mm -hmm. AP courses, minimum SAT score, exactly what they need in an essay, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. 
would would any student would any student uh what i'm trying to say is would any student um try to excel or go beyond what's asked of them oh, or would they go for the that's a good or would they go for the bare minimum that's true yeah, like, yeah, when I'm you're given everything size. when you're <laughs> when you're given everything you can't really you know you don't feel like you're doing anything i guess right right yeah think yeah. about it like uh in volunteering and volunteering uh for njhs or nhs or any other organization that requires volunteer hours by giving a minimum like been like it'll say have 90 volunteer hours mm-hmm, by yeah. end of a semester or something like that right mm-hmm. how yeah, many people i mean I, i'm putting myself here in this example too but how many people actually go out of their way to like volunteer extra because they want to and how many people volunteer at the easiest place they can find to get a minimum of 90 hours and then move on in in a, in a sense I, I get that you're right um i feel like you know what I, I i do see the point in your argument when you're given like requirements it becomes a requirement more than a will within yourself to actually do something um that's an interesting point yeah yeah, and then you get to the issue of okay, let's say a college has a hundred open spots, and mm-hmm. they have one hundred fifty students who have all met their bare requirements. What are, what are they supposed to do now? They said that if you have these like for our in our argument's sake, they said that if you have these requirements, you get in. But there's mm-hmm. only a hundred spots left. What do they do with the extra fifty kids? Right. Right. And well, in that in that case, I think I would advise like, you know, if if you just do the bare requirements to get into a certain college, okay, doing the minimum and not doing or not striving to do more, at least Mm, even when you know that you have uh, certain requirements to meet, you have certain standards to meet. But if you've already exceeded that limitations and uh, take no effort into improving more, you know, improving you, you will never be more than what you are now. Yeah, that is true. And I feel like uh, in a certain sense, that kind of disproves your argument, not disproves necessarily. It, it shows a flaw in your argument, I say, um, mm-hmm. because putting out those requirements really provides a ground for, also provides a ground, at least I'd say, for students to excel because while most students will yes. just fulfill the minimum requirements, like Rishi said, there are some yeah. exceptional students out there who will do more. They will do it out of their own will and passion, right? And so I, I feel like in that sense, regardless of uh, the actual transparency right now, I feel like with um, with more transparency for the college admissions requirements, it gives you a, a better sense of the students who actually care about their education and or the major that they're trying to apply for and things like that. Okay, yeah. but at the same time, it doesn't because now we've come full circle. We've let, see, we, now we're saying that students who do more are going to be uh, prioritized more, right? And once mm-hmm. you've said that students who do more and prioritize more, you've left the realm oh, wow. of these are our bare requirements. Oh, see, now wow. we've come full circle. Even we, so basically what we've done is we've said, even if there were requirements 
for college people would be like i need to be better than this person let me do more and <laughs> oh they say the same thing and now your requirements are irrelevant because nobody's doing the requirements everyone's doing their own thing now okay so the, the way i see it there really is no <laughs> like you know solid or solution to this problem um wow <laughs> yeah there's no escape from that it's, really, a, yeah. it's a competition it's I, it, I mean i feel like that's more of a like we're going into like philosophy now i mean this is more of like a like a humanity society problem like a you know how it like the economy is managed how uh, competition is part of society wow i mean it i, I okay let's be honest it's not gonna happen it's not gonna be solved in our lifetimes um unless like society as a whole just changes you look know? at that mindset come on bro that's a loser mindset you gotta have right, a better right, mindset right, yeah, than yeah. that we, we, gotta, we gotta change it we gotta change it. exactly but um wow i mean it's just it's I mean, crazy when you think about it through that many different angles right there's just there's so many sides to the argument you could argue for or against and there's just i mean i just feel like it it, it gets you nowhere uh, unless you can, you know, fully argue for one side. Well, at, at least it's good, you know, establishing those arguments, you know? Right. Because mm -hmm. it provides awareness. At least we know what we're dealing with. It doesn't have to necessarily be solved immediately. It's right, right. The, the most pressing matter of our, uh, our lifetime right now. But at mm -hmm. least establishing its presence and establishing, you know, the fact that this is, this is certainly an issue and a problem. Right. It is good enough, I guess, to to maybe change society in the slightest bit. Right. Uh, President Biden, if you're listening, we would like you to fix this. Thank you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I certainly agree with you. Uh, raising awareness at, at the very least is still a very potent tool. Um, yeah. Because, you know, at, at the end of the day, not anything, like you don't have to certainly fix an issue as long as you can let's like let the general populace know that this issue exists and that we need to fix this or we're not going to get yeah. anywhere as, as a whole. Yeah, so, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Hi guys. Um, this is post recording Yadashan in the middle of editing Yadashan, whatever you want to call me. Anyways, um, our discussion went on a little longer than we expected. Uh, and we don't want to take up too much time. So what we're going to do is split the episode in half. So part one of the episode will be this. And next week, uh, we'll have part two of the episode uh, where we finish up our discussion. So um, if you have anything you want to let us know in the comment section, uh, let us know if you're watching on YouTube. And if you're listening on other platforms, send us an email at afterthebellrings.podcast.gmail.com. Uh, for recommendations and questions. We hope you enjoyed this episode of After the Bell Rings, and we'll see you next time.